Well, it, it's a you know it's accumulated waste, obviously, and we need to make sure that not only are we getting matter in, but we're getting just as much out. Um, it's that build up of you know this bacteria, the endotoxin element, um, and stuff that doesn't move and sits there, you know, mm. against our tissue. There, there's there's little pressure on the sorry. Is estrogen as well? Oh, that's it. You're yeah. clearing old hormones, you know, in particular estrogen. You want it to go out. You don't want things sitting around accumulating that the, the reabsorption of matter is is a real issue. Um, and there's literal, I mean, it's not nice to talk about, but that, that sphincter that closes off the bowel section of your intestine, um, it's been shown that when there's pressure there and waste accumulating against that, that valve opens and you get fecal matter coming back up into your small intestine and it's it's septic it's dangerous and toxic um there's also that you know backlog onto the liver because the liver's processing toxins that need to be removed out by the bowel um so you don't want to put extra strain on the liver that's not able to clear that matter so it's yeah it's it's, it's, it's becomes quite putrid um and not ideal and, and even pressure there and down on, on the cecum you know has been shown to be a, a sort of a factor in, particularly with people who get sort of migraines and headaches, but that that pressure in that area, um, you know, it, it really does affect brain function and how how you know your mood as well. So on many levels, but yeah, hormonally to see that clearance um, and to allow your gut to function its best is um, yeah essential. Welcome to the Win It Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm joined by my dear friend and business partner in Saturate, Emma Skorakis, or better known as the Nutrition Coach. So today we're talking about poo. Now, I'm pretty sure that everyone will agree with me when I say having a good big poo is probably one of the most satisfying things you can do. Now, this is probably too much information, but if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I'd say you'd be used to it by now. So pretty much every morning when we have breakfast, as soon as I have my coffee, it's like bonjour, there is a poop. And I always feel the need to share with Craig how great my poo was. Now, it wasn't always this way. Prior to finding Emma and Ray's work, there'd be times when I wouldn't go to the toilet for like two to three days in a row. I actually remember when I got my breast implants out, the anesthesia made me so constipated and it really reminded me what it used to be like when I was cycling through all the crazy diets and cutting carbs and just not going to the bathroom. And it was horrible. Now, I know a lot of women suffer from constipation when they join our program, not realizing how important it is to have at least one full bowel movement every single day. So I thought I'd sit down with Emma and share how you can improve constipation once and for all. So if you're a woman who suffers from constipation and just wants to do a big satisfying poo every day, then you'll love this episode. And as always, don't forget to take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Oh, hi, Emma. Welcome back. Hey, Kitty. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Always good. Just finished uh, eating. I'm always happy after I eat. <laughs> I just love food. <laughs> I feel like I post on Instagram all the time going, I just love this and I love that and I love it. And they're probably like, mm-hmm. you seem to love everything that you eat. And every time you and me are meeting up yeah. on, on Zoom, that you're munching on something. Yeah, like- or we're sending pictures of food to each other. That's right. Um, yeah, you'll always send me that. Oh, it has that good cheese thing that you make, the 
fried cheese. I was like, oh, that looks so good. Some oh, Greek I can't thing. believe you haven't eaten that. I know. Greek fried saganaki. It's um next time you're at my place, that's what we're Oh, it sounds we're amazing. Together. Yeah. Yeah, with all the other million things. I'm like, oh, can you make me this? Can you make me this? <laughs> I just, all I want is your fudge all the time. Emma's a really good cook, We need to be closer. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So I can come over and eat all your goods because your sourdough pizza spaces always turn out better than mine, I reckon. Oh, but you've got a sourdough joint down the road, haven't you? Oh, we've got pizza this good joint? one. Yeah, it's the best. Like I probably would never even make it now because they just no, make it too I good. I wouldn't bother if that was down the road, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, but anyway, we didn't jump on to talk about food. We talked. We, we wanted to talk about poo and concentration. Well, we'll end up talking about food too in yeah. that topic, but yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not eating when we're talking about poo, but poo and especially specifically being constipated. And I think, you know, I remember prior to, prior to meeting you, you know, I wouldn't go to the bathroom for two or three days and I just thought that was, you know, normal. Mm-hmm. And so many of the women that come into our program suffer from constipation or that, like I said, they don't go to the bathroom for two to three days and they just think that it's normal yeah are you the same do you find that with clients too oh absolutely you know you mm-hmm. check out their health question there before you get going and so how frequently do you have a bowel motion it's well once every day occasionally mostly once every two days often once every three or four days mm. extremely common um and often people don't associate the issues they're having with that and vice versa um or see that every second day is you know, absolutely fine, but it's absolutely not. Yeah. Mm. You could be feeling a lot better for it, getting the bowels empty daily. Oh, there's nothing quite like doing a big poo, like every day. It's just oh, so feeling well. a day, isn't it? It's <laughs> really satisfying emptying and then feel like a spring lamb, you know, yeah. and your, your mind feels clearer and you just feel lighter. And oh, it is. It's a mess. Is gone. But you know when it hasn't moved or it won't budge um, and it just, it, yeah, push down. Oh, it's it's worse. So let's talk about then why is it so important to have at least one full bowel movement every day? And I mean, some like Craig, he has does quite a few poos. He'll do like yep. three poos a day. So what's normal? Like one to three full bowel movements a day? Oh, look, ideally, you know, one one to three would be you know three would be amazing. Um, <laughs> in ideal world, you should eat a large meal, and that should get things moving. That you then have yeah a really good large poo sometime thereafter, you know, mm. um, several times through the day, absolutely. But, gosh, at least once in the morning hours ideally and that it feels satisfying. It doesn't feel like there's anything left behind. Mm. Um, you should not, you know, shouldn't have to strain, shouldn't be uncomfortable, painful. Mm. It should just move effortlessly. Um, yeah, and some, sometime in the morning would be would be ideal. But when you feel like towards the end of the day and you realise, oh, hang on, that hasn't moved Mm. And that there's a feeling of pressure there, but um, it's it's too too taxing to get it out, or it just won't just won't move by its own accord. Then yeah, there's a concern, and that could be improved on absolutely. So can you talk about then why it's so important to have this bowel movement every day? Well, it, it's a you know it's accumulated waste, obviously, and we need to make sure that not only we're getting matter in, but we're getting just as much out. Um, it's that build up of you know, it's bacteria, the endotoxin element um, and stuff that doesn't move and sits there, you know, mm. against our tissue there. There's there's estrogen? little pressure on the, sorry? Is estrogen as well? Oh, that's it. Yeah. You're clearing old hormones, you know, in particular estrogen. You want it to go out. You don't want things sitting around accumulating that the, the reabsorption of matter is is a real issue. Um, 
and there's literal, I mean, it's not nice to talk about, but that, that sphincter that closes off the bowel section of your intestine, um, it's been shown that when there's pressure there and waste accumulating against that, that the valve opens and you get fecal matter coming back up into mm. your small intestine and it's, it's septic, it's dangerous and toxic. Um, there's also that, you know, backlog onto the liver because the liver is processing toxins that need to be removed out by the bowel. Um, so you don't want to put extra strain on the liver that's not able to clear that matter. So it's, yeah, it's, 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 it becomes quite putrid um, and not ideal. And, and even pressure there and down on, on the cecum, you know, has been shown to be a, a sort of a factor in, particularly with people who get sort of migraines and headaches, but that, that pressure in that area, um, you know, it, it really does affect brain function and how, how, you know, your mood as well. So on many levels, but yeah, hormonally to see that clearance um, and to allow your gut to function its best is, um, yeah, essential. I remember when I had my breast explant and, you know, obviously the, when they put you under and then you have some painkillers the day after, oh God, I was so constipated and it was so bad. Yeah, really. Yeah. Reminded me of back when, you know, I used to be constipated and I thought, oh God, this is must be what women feel like. some medications or your, your bedroom for a couple of days, absolutely that lack of m- movement. Um, yeah, this is it. You get a taste of what it's like. Imagine for people who it's, you know, it's like that frequently. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's when it becomes a chronic thing, it's it's all matter of things we just talked about, but, you know, increased levels of the estrogen, talk about all the estrogen-derived conditions and that is only worsened, um, <clears throat> you know, it accelerates aging in general, I guess, when it becomes so chronic. Um, skin conditions, breakouts, mm. yeah, overall detrimental to health. So we can get so fastidious about the food we're eating and, you know, picky about food on the plate that it's organic and balanced and <laughs> nutritious and all of that. But if we're not putting just as much emphasis on checking what's coming out the other end, <laughs> you know, you're missing mm. a huge piece of the puzzle. And so let's talk about some of the common um, recommendations, you know, in the health and fitness industry uh, that people will get to improve constipation. So like some of the ones I remember is, okay, you need to eat more green vegetables and more fiber. What, what's problematic about that? Well, if you've already got an irritated, sorry, irritated, inflamed, um, you know, damaged gut by any means, and you're throwing a lot of cellulotic fibers at it, which, um, you know, essentially we can't break down. We don't make the cellulose. And it's, it's those structural components that can cause more irritation and harm to the gut walls and good. Um, that in itself can be feeding bacteria, elevating endotoxin, but not necessarily triggering a bowel motion. And we don't want to look at encouraging the bowel to move by irritating it you know, mm. with fibrous matter all the time, um, that's not always the best place to start. Instead, if you're, for example, if you've got healthy thyroid function, you know, that generally rules peristalsis and how much motion the smooth muscle of the bowel wall can, you know, instigate itself. Um, <clears throat> and also being hypothyroid, there's a direct correlation with um, having lowered stomach acid secretion, lower, lower digestive juices, <clears throat> um, and that, that intestinal motion is all driven by thyroid, all those things. So when your overall 
you know, um, digestive abilities are all inadequate, um, yeah, you get this buildup of gases from the nitric oxide. You get more likely to have this sort of, uh, you know, lack of movement through the intestine um, and then constipation can occur from that. So I think seeing the bigger picture for mm. overall metabolic health, you know, checking in for those measures of good healthy thyroid function that you've got some good heat going on, you're generating some energy, that usually then sees the whole digestive process work better, you know, a bit of movement occur and things can move by their own patterns rather than throwing laxatives at it, throwing throwing all manner of fibres at it. It's like, mm, why isn't the body just doing this itself? Mm. Which makes so much sense, you know, because obviously a lot of the women that um, come into our program, like me, have done years and years and years of restrictive diets, so, you know, not eating enough calories and getting enough energy you know not getting the right nutrients in so much stress on top of the body so it really makes sense you know your body food is scarce so it's down regulating some of those essential functions to conserve energy one of which like you say is digestion and when they actually start to eat more and reduce stress and stop training so much all of a sudden they're like oh wow i see it all the time in our facebook page i'm doing a poo every day it's amazing Absolutely. And often those foods correlate with foods that are technically indigestible themselves. And a lot of, you know, foods that are claimed as being your healthier foods are foods that are technically not digestible or not easily Mm. digestible by us. So, you know, be kind to your digestive tract, give it more digestible foods and, and also conjure up those digestive juices, you know, make sure your food's delicious. That is actually a huge part of improving your entire digestive process. You know, even at the tail end of it, the, the pooing, you know, part of it as well. But, you know, if you're not excited by foods and find it delicious, you don't salivate, secrete these, you know, your salivary amylase, for example, in your mouth and, and that triggers your stomach acid and your small intestine enzymes to, to also be conjured up. So, it, yeah, it does have to be delicious. You know, you think about the food going in that your body's able to process it um, and you've got matter that's easily moved along rather than matter that sits you know, sits along the small intestine and, and starts to accrue issues there and more endotoxin. Um, yeah, I, I think it's looking the entirety of your diet, absolutely. Mm, and it's, I really like how you're talking about, you know, like fixing the system because I think that so many people just go, oh, I'm constipated. And instead of, instead of improving the system, they just try and treat the symptom, yeah. um, which obviously isn't good long-term. Yep, um, yeah. And, you know, maybe let's talk a bit about, so like, obviously that like one tip can be um, make sure that you're eating adequate calories. So, you know, I think a lot of women uh, really underestimate how much they need to eat to fuel their body mm. and function day to day and train, mm. you know, like as a minimum, you know, in your opinion, Emma, what should most, I mean, obviously, again, you can't say that everyone needs to eat this, but I think, you know, I think, God, you shouldn't be eating under 1,800 calories a day, you know, like especially if you're training, like if you're weight training, you're active, that should be even higher than that. But a lot of women would listen to that and go, oh, my God, I I would never eat 1,800 calories. Oh, gosh, I'd say bare minimum 2,000. But but for someone who's been stuck at 1,200 or forced themselves down to 1,200 for a very long period of time, you know, they've they've definitely – lowered their metabolic rate so all of a sudden if you threw an extra 800 calories at it 
you know, the math doesn't work and you're probably going to accrue some weight, but to, you know, to, to work towards moving up slowly, um, make sure the balance of nutrients is correct, make sure you're not overdoing the fat and getting enough energy in and enough of the right sugars and yeah, everything mm. else we talk about, but maybe look at the entirety of your diet and perhaps you've been running on, on empty for a very long time and what you need to do to, to start to, you know, refeed again and get enough fuel coming in because that's the thing if you don't have enough energy in the tank then a lot of these processes can't work optimally you know digestion being one of them Mm. um so number one we'd say and maybe you know like it's just an exercise track your food for a few days see how much you're actually eating so i think a lot of women are really um unaware of how little they may be eating on a day-to-day basis and i think a lot of women end up binging like i did because you're just starving and yep. then let's talk about some of the food so we said you know reduce some of these really hard to digest foods like what undercooked green vegetables nuts seeds and even um look starches can be impact things you know perhaps mm. too much grains or breads or pastas and things like that you know they mm. sort of can end up being a bit like glue in the intestine and probably hamper your progress so um, perhaps swap out starches with, you know, ripe fruits. They also got the, the hydration element and the electrolytes there and, um, you know, and fruits can nicely bulk up stool, you know, some people find. So perhaps swap out your starches for some fruits and see how that goes down. Make sure there's enough salt, you know, as a precursor mm. to chloric acid as well. Um, obviously enough proteins. But, yeah, the things that might hamper digestion or, or we can you know your your ability to to break up your food really um really is i think would be the starches and yeah yeah undercooked veggies but definitely those gritty things you know those those nuts and seeds and the very grainy breads and things like that i think Mm. if anything might elevate the inflammation on the gut level Mm. um okay okay we've talked about food talked about salt now, what about the importance of, um, like, getting some movement in the morning? Absolutely. Yeah, getting some sun. Can you talk about that? Definitely. Yeah, look, you know, a really simple thing might be on a daily basis to just get outside and, you know, walk around the block a couple of times. And it only has to be gentle. It doesn't have to be anything extreme or um, high impact, definitely not. Just just a good walk. Um, you can't underestimate the importance of, of just walking and that motion on your pelvis, that that constant kind of tilting and rocking motion is perfect mm. for you know for the bowels to to get that motion going and to encourage that peristaltic action. So, especially in the morning hours, you know, get up, have a drink of orange juice, you know, have your morning coffee if you like, a little bit of food, but just go for a walk. You know, a bit of sunshine or natural light on your retina certainly can't help it all, you know, hurt at all to reduce the cortisol as well in the morning hours but that motion mm. and, and I think the bowels really like that um regularity on every level so the regularity in terms of when you might go for a walk when you might get up in the morning when you get some natural light when you get yourself to bed um you know not to be too fastidious but even when you get your main meals in I, I think that that kind of regularity encourages also the regularity of the bowel motion yeah, I think, you know, a lot of, I guess it's sometimes you can get really stuck in the, you get so busy and you get so overloaded with everything and you just don't prioritise any time for that movement. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, and we prioritise all the other things or mm. what time we're meant to be at work or we're meant to be doing things like that. But 
just for your own sake, create that regularity within your day. Um, and this is more so for people really struggling with chronic constipation, but those, those patterns you can create are really valuable. Um, okay, cool. Now let's talk about some of this special foods, you know, like the, that can help, I guess, to absorb some of those excess um, endotoxins and estrogen and act like a little scrubbing brush to the intestines. So we've got the carrot salad, the amazing, um, famous Dr. Pete's carrot salad. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll probably see it on the lab post, but just, yeah, grating a carrot, add a little bit of fat of some form, perhaps coconut oil, a bit of olive oil, some vinegar is, is, is a good antibacterial as well. Um, salt, anything else to taste, but carrot salad and or very well-cooked mushrooms. Um, Emma's got, got a, a great blog on her website if you want to go and read it about prepping mushrooms. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to quickly jump in and talk about saturated well-aged cascara. So cascara sagrada was traditionally used by American Indians as a laxative. Cascara is unlike other common laxatives in that it energizes the smooth muscles of the small intestine and bowel to contract rather than irritating them. And it provides other impressive benefits beyond bowel stimulation. We really should move and empty our bowels at least once a day, which you would know by now from listening to the podcast. So constipation leads to increased estrogen levels, accelerated aging, skin breakouts, and it's detrimental to our overall health. High-quality cascara, along with things like the raw carrot salad, bamboo shoots, and well-cooked mushrooms, helps to shorten and regulate bowel transit time and encourages complete and regular emptying of the bowels without the negatives associated with most other laxatives. But relief from constipation is not the only benefit of cascara. So Amodin, the main active compound in cascara, belongs to a family of compounds called anthroquinones. It's been demonstrated to possess multiple biological activities, including being antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and antiviral. So even if bowel regularity isn't an issue for you, cascara can still provide many other health benefits. It's really something that we keep in our toolkit all the time, and we just use when we need it. And it's really, really great for when you're going, you know, on holidays or traveling and you can't get your daily carrot salad or mushrooms in so i'm going to pop a link in the show notes so you can check it out let's get back to the episode happy mushrooms and make it as tasty as you possibly can bit of a soup or something's handy um that or blended up bamboo shoots um all mm-hmm. three of these foods have a similar what we say you know we'll call it like a non-fermentable fiber that holds its its structure but won't ferment and feed bacteria like some other fibers can Mm. um but that will just help to move along you know any residual muck along the intestine pick up things as it goes binds to old estrogen as well um and once it hits the bowel it will help encourage you know that motion and create some bulk in the stool Mm. so again doing that but if you can you know at a similar time of the day on a daily basis as part of that that kind of schedule for your bowels mm. um for for a lot of people that can be enough you know the morning walk um just pulling back on the starches and and you know the seedy things and things like that um doing the regular you know mushroom soup or a bowl of carrot salad that all of a sudden they see their bowel motions become you know mm. fantastic regular no problem whatsoever but the the things that seem quite insignificant um you know, people don't often like to 
stick with such simple stuff because it doesn't, you know, seem so wowy, but gosh, if you, if you stick to this kind of stuff, it can make a huge impact. And once you get the bowels cleared, everything else feels better and functions better. Mm. Now let's finally talk about the amazing cascara that I hate the flavor of that. We, we have this bit of a running joke, Emma and I and Pete and Craig. So <laughs> Pete's really funny. He just, he just goes on and on, doesn't he, about he hates no, this car. Like, it's like, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like know, how your clients want to spend money on this stuff. It's evil. <laughs> Remember when that lady wrote, uh, she wrote a testimony, like people wrote reviews about the products in the page on the Saturday website and she wrote about how it doesn't even taste that bad. Oh, I think she like, said that she oh, really enjoyed the flavour. Yeah. Pete <laughs> was like not impressed. No, <laughs> no, no, she's fine. God, it was so funny. It is a, it is quite a very distinct, um, sharp flavour. and It's, it's quite bitter and the bitter itself helps and it's, oh. it's relatively earthy to be it is you know, earthy. a positive note. It's, 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 I um, got really resourceful and I have mine and just put a tiny little bit in some gelatin capsules every night and swallow it. And Craig and Emma used to just, well, Emma still does it, but Craig's been a softy and comes the other side and has it in the capsule now. Um, but I let's go hardcore like yeah. this, just, just get it down. Yeah. It's not that Learn to appreciate the flavour. That's right. It's, uh, so let's talk about cascara. What is cascara? Um, well, cascara comes from the bark of a tree. It's been traditionally used for a very long time by, I think, many American Indians um, have always embraced its flavour and its benefits, mm. but it has a really direct beneficial effect on the smooth muscle of the intestine and the bowel encourages that contraction but it doesn't have that really irritating effect like most conventional laxatives do which is a very good thing so it doesn't cause problems over time like they can but um very effective if you have some in the evening a mm. little bit of warm water just get it down not no problem whatsoever um but you should get a really wonderful satisfying you know head clearing bowel motion the very next day um and it can be that thing that, you know, some people need it every day initially if they've really had chronic constipation and while they're doing the work to, you know, recover their metabolic rate and, and start to swap out their foods and be kind to their intestine with more digestible foods. In the meantime, this can be that thing to really help clear the bowels out because until you get the bowel motion, you know, cleared on a daily basis, um, it's very hard to, you know, restore health so mm. it could be just on the interim that they need this to get them going some people who've you know even gotten their diet to a wonderful place still find that little bit of cascara every other day can just make that daily bowel motion that little bit more complete um, and they still feel better for it or they just have it as backup in their toolkit for you know if they're traveling or they're stuck in the car for too long or you know like, like you're saying, you had a couple of days in bed and everything slows down that little bit. It can just, you know, pull, pull them back to ideal an ideal place. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, everyone sort of has it for different reasons. And even still, even if you do have a great bowel motion daily, having that little bit less than what might, you know, really trigger a bowel motion can still have other benefits. It's, it's a really good anti-inflammatory to the intestine, um, even Imodin, the main constituent in cascara, has been shown to have some subtle prothyroid effects in general, mm. um, increases mitochondrial respiration. Um, you, you know, and you can go to 
the blog on our site, but I've, I've listed some of the studies of, you know, there's all, all manner of benefits beyond what it does to help, you know, the bowels move. Mm. Even we've had women, I think obviously because they're finally having that good full bowel movement imp- um, report improvements in their acne. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, mm. that's it. And it's that, that support to the liver, that clearance of endotoxin. Um, yeah, or, or even the people you say, you know, are you constipated? No, 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 I'm fine. I have a daily bowel motion. But then once they start to improve the diet, and, you know, even throwing that little bit of cascara, they realise that, oh, my gosh, so I've actually been, you know, forcing out little rabbit pellets all this time and not mm. realising that I wasn't having a really healthy bowel motion um, mm. you know, without the straining and perhaps they're only moving out half of what they needed to move out and then all of a sudden they have this ginormous bowel motion and, and then everything, you know, moves to a whole other level with their health. Um, it, can you talk about too why is it really important to get the properly aged stuff because there's a lot of different cascaras on the market. Yeah, completely. Um, and it will be something that even your generic stuff in the health food store might look on the back of your, your kind of laxative-related products. There might be a mixture of, you know, senna and psyllium, all sorts of things with better cascara. But unless it's specified that it's it's very well-aged um, and, it, and it's, it'll be a lighter tone in colour, that stuff is more likely to be an irritant as opposed to, I suppose, like described as like a soother of the intestine. Um, and it might end up being quite inflammatory to the, you know, intestinal wall. So apparently from what we found out, the Italians do it best and they mm. age cascara very well. So the stuff that we got, we had to. Um, Order from bloody <laughs> Italy. God, Italy. what a pain. From Farmer oh Labor. So Is that long. how you say it? Farmer Labor? Farmer Labor, exactly. Yeah. That's the mm. stuff, the golden stuff. Um, mm. Prepared by the Italians, um, aged for at least a year. Um, yeah, the, the whole treatment of it is, is, you know, done the way it should be, but you should find that once that's prepared the right way, the powder is very, very dark in colour, mm. um, probably, probably more intense in flavour too. Mm. But it's, um, yeah, so there's a big difference in the preparation method makes all the difference to it, whether it's going to be beneficial or actually, you know, not a good thing, not a good thing for your bowels. Mm. And we sent some to Ray, didn't we? We did. Yeah. He gave us the tick and um, <laughs> he's good. realizing us as a source of it now. So, yeah, yeah, good. We had to run it by him to yeah. make sure he liked it. Print. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Got his tick of approval. But, yeah, I love it. I always take the tiniest little bit every night, just a tiny bit. And then that's obviously it. when we go traveling or if I ha- ever have like, because I love sourdough pizza, but, gee, it makes me fart like crazy. <laughs> crazy. Craig's like get that cannon away from me he's like are you eating that bloody sourdough pizza again I'm like yeah. I don't care I'm, you're copying it because I just I, mean, I just love the sourdough pizza <laughs> but I always I mean, take look, it obviously it's, it's a huge improvement on just conventional doughs and bread oh yeah but it still makes me gassy but, processing. yeah yeah no, no bloating really. even still this is it it's still going to be hell yeah. of a starch which in itself even if the gluten's dealt with to a point by the sourdough yeah. process it's still it's the starch thing it's um you're going to get that fermentation. You're going to get, you know, those well, gas that come off that. And the other thing too is that I eat a whole large pizza because I'm hungry. Well, so, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a like if you had probably, probably I had so a couple of slices. Day, you inhale it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just eat a lot of food, you know. So, like, and I'm, I never want to share it with Craig because it's so, and it's really thin, you know, and has the good toppings. But yeah, always he's like that bloody trumpet, buddy's like, get it away from me. So, I always <laughs> take some cascara. 
<laughs> when I have it, which means that I just the next day do a good poo, um, you know. So, yeah, it's really handy to have around. And we, I mean, I think we recommend it to all our clients. It's a really good one to have in your toolkit, I think. Yeah, I think it's a tool. And even just for the whole family. You know, mm. if someone's struggling at a time or they've had some infection and, you know, there's there's more that needs to be cleared out, it's, yeah, pull on that, mm. have that in your first aid kit just to um, use occasionally maybe. Um, but everyone, it, you can take some time to figure out your right dose. Um, mm. We recommend starting with, you know, definitely less is more. You don't want to jump into too much too quickly or you might, mm. you know. Oh, God, I've done that. Explosion the next day. Yeah. <laughs> might not be able to go out. Um, but, you know, start with as little as, you know, say like a 16th, of a teaspoon, you know, yeah. So around probably around dinner time ish. Observe what happens the next day. If nothing much happens at all, you know, move up to a little more, move up to a quarter teaspoon slowly. Mm. Um, and look, you can certainly have more than that. I've had clients that need far more than that, mm. and that's that's no problem. But as long as that's that right, that's right for you. Um, mm. And when you find that perfect amount, you'll just get that wonderful effortless bowel motion the next day. You'll feel fabulous. No. Um, yeah, that no urgency, I suppose. It just feels quite natural and normal and there's mm. relief that comes of it. So that might be your daily amount for a while. Um, and when things feel like they're moving at their own pace a bit better, you can pull back or stop completely. But, yeah, tr- trial and error, error to find your right dose and start with start mm. with less than you. And is there any issue, you know, because I often get the question, people ask me, is there any issue taking it long term? <laughs> Look, I haven't, you know, it's not something we can put in bold letters across that say, you know, um, you know, use it every day forevermore. It's, I think it's a case-by-case basis. But I have had clients over the years that got such relief from just a small amount initially and after a few months they thought, oh, let's see, I'll pull off it and see if I can, you know, manage without it. And even still their bowels kind of regressed a bit back to where they were before and went, oh, I'm bound up again. I really miss the cascara, so they've gone back and used it. And I've seen no harm in them using it, you know, ongoing um and then there's other people that have found that you know when they've tried going without it that they were absolutely fine or they just use less of it but I've I've personally not seen any any issue with it used used long term it doesn't have that um you know the detrimental side effects of using other laxatives long term so again I'd you know probably bounce that off your your health practitioner as you're going um and have them help you, you know, sort through your symptoms and see. Mm. I think if it's when you become reliant on that alone and you're eating a really crappy diet, yeah, of course. Say, you know, don't. Um, I think that can lead to other issues because perhaps there's that false sense of security that you're like, mm. oh, my bowel's great now, but it's really just the cascara doing all the work, and yeah. you haven't done the other work to address a more digestible diet and and support your your upper intestine as well mm. um perhaps that's masking other issues if you know what i mean 100 mm, so i think if you you really are making positive shifts in your diet and you're using cascara daily i think you know no harm from that but does that make sense yeah and i remember when i worked with Dodie, you know when you just so selfishly when I'm maternity leave to have a baby. I'm so selfish, sorry. Working with anyone. <laughs> um, but she used to tell me how, and I remember messaging you going, oh, I'm totally not doing this because it'd be a pain in the ass, but make it into the little wafers. And she'd yes. actually nibble on a tiny little, she'd have a tiny bit every single day, but just yep. a very small amount. Yes. And she does yes. it every single day. And remember she so, gave it to Bill, her son, as yes. well. Mm. Well, that's right. And he had, you know, 
all manner of issues, the poor fellow. He was sort of was Down syndrome and he was having a, a lot of cascara, but, you know, on, on Ray's advice, it was just continuous. And mm-hmm. she saw, you know, his symptoms be so much better when his bowels were moving, um, which mm-hmm. they wouldn't have otherwise. But, um, yeah, no, she and Ray explained making a bit of a paste of it with just a mm-hmm. tiny bit of water and then spreading it out very thinly and letting it dry, you know, for a day or two, it became this wafer. Wafer. You could snap off little bits of it. And then you let that dissolve on your tongue or something. And I think I tried it once and, you know, my <laughs> tongue got that. into it. And there was meth everywhere. And, and then you have to sit there with the flavour of cascara on your tongue for a very long time. Oh, and no. I don't know. I was time poor and patient. Went, no, I'm not going to be doing this. I'm going to just shoot it down. Works for me. But, um, you know, if someone's up for the experiment, you know, try that as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. you can try that. And, look, guys, if you like me just order some I just got some from iHerb the little um, gelatin capsules they're so cheap and you can just open it and it come with a little scoop you just put a tiny little bit in close the capsule and swallow it so if you really don't like the flavor you don't have to suffer through it it's a really easy way that you um that you can take it so let's if just if you're a yeah. like you if you're a wuss like me <laughs> yeah and Pete <laughs> I just, I think. Well, then on that, I had a few clients say, oh, why don't you just make it in capsules then? Well, already, as people have noted, it's, it's, it's not a cheap substance. Yeah. You know, we hardly make anything off it, mind you. It's something that we needed to keep as, um, you know, as sort of pri- price minimal as possible, I yeah. guess. But even still, it's, it's, it's a very expensive substance. And if we were then going to go through the process of encapsulating it, you would get less in your bottle. You'd pay a hell of a lot more for it, for the the priciness of that process, and it just it wasn't oh, worthwhile. So, hundred percent, just um, get by the capsules. And most cheap. people find it fine, you know. Yeah. In a second, it's just you know you got your weak, your weak types like like Kitty and Pete who just right. find it not So you know. You, but it's you'll just easy to be consistent, you know. I like to get resourceful and think of what's make it as easy as possible, you know, a painless process. So, yeah, just go on iHerb or, I don't know, wherever and just get the cheap gelatin capsules and it's really, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an option. It's, yeah, it's totally an option. So let's do a quick recap. Um, so number one, make sure you're eating adequate calories and fuel in your body. Number two, um, swap over to some of those easily digestible foods and take out some of the really hard to digest foods, um, eat regularly, balance your blood sugar. I think that's important. Uh, get out and try and walk in the morning and get some sun. I don't know if we mentioned this one, but I think stress, stress too, like lowering stress because it has a big effect on the digestive system. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> eating oh, stress in itself yeah. and anxiety can just literally you'll lose blood flow to yep. the area. I mean, to so many vital organs too, but um yeah, you need blood flow to the area and mm. stress and anything that tenses you up is going to inhibit that. Um, mm. And perhaps, you know, even simple substances like, well, the more stressed you are and the more low thyroid you are, the more you waste magnesium. Mm. Perhaps you need a good Epsom salt bath every now and then to, to research stock as well. Mm. Actually, and that was one question I was going to ask you. What do you think about magnesium for constipation? <clears throat> yeah, well, it's helpful. And mm. when you consider that if that is your state and you're high stress person you're cold you're 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 probably low thyroid Mm. you're no matter how much magnesium you eat um perhaps the magnesium in your diet might have been enough but you will waste it you know you'll Mm. tend to excrete it more readily so Mm. you need to probably replace that somehow while you're you're fixing your you know your state of health Mm. so yeah i'm a big fan of magnesium epsom salt baths um 
and perhaps a bit of supplemental oral magnesium if you want to. But mm-hmm. look, if you get yourself into a, a healthier state to begin with um, and you're eating good digestible foods, the kinds we talk about, then the magnesium in your diet, you know, sh- should be should be enough. Mm. Okay, cool. And then uh, we were saying eating some of the special fiber, fibery fiber foods, but ones that grow in the shade, so the bamboo shoots, the mushrooms, cooked mushrooms, the carrots, go to Emma's um, website. she got a great blog on both actually. Um, and then finally, yeah, grab the cascara. We, we obviously think it's awesome. That's why we, we sold it. And it really took us a long time to try and source it from Italy, didn't it? And then we tried to import it the worst year ever, didn't oh, we? Things coming out of Italy at the time. We're all conquered. <laughs> It was like everything against us, but oh, it was worse. We got it in the end. We got it in the end. We got it in the end. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emma. I hopefully, um, guys, that that helps. You know, constipation is worse. There's nothing like a a awesome great poo. I mean, every morning, poor old Craig. And again, I'm just an overshare. I'm just going to say this, but like, (laughs) you've been to our house. It was always for me. I'll come downstairs, make my breakfast, which is my milky coffee with my saturated collagen and sugar. I have my eggs with cheese and fruit. And I'll be eating my bread always like halfway through breakfast in my coffee. It's it comes. Oh, it's halfway through, is it? Yeah, Good. always. It's so annoying. And I'm like, oh God, I've got to do a poo. And then I sit on the toilet downstairs and I come out and I'm like, oh, that was just the best. Craig's like, do I really need to sit here and listen to you crap? Here <laughs> That was the best poo ever. That's what I tell him. You're so like my husband. Oh my God, you guys. You're just Pete from the same pod. I have to hear about Pete's poo and it's really. He's probably so I'm proud of himself. <laughs> They need all the details. <laughs> well, that's Kate. another thing too we didn't mention, but, you know, mm. everyone knows how coffee really helps the situation. If you're mm. doing coffee correctly, um, it's only going to help the movement as well. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's that real trigger, isn't it? Remember, everyone, drink coffee safely, never black, never on empty stomach, always yep. with uh, after food and lots of carbs because it drops your blood sugar and revs that metabolic engine. So if you're not well-fueled, it can bring on a stress response. I used to drink yeah, black so. coffee always in the morning, stupidly. But, you know, yeah, we, you're living, you're living and you learn, don't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, happy pooing to everyone. Um, implement those tips, grab yourself um, some cascara and, yeah, enjoy a good daily poo. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. <laughs> Keep it moving. Bye. 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 Bye.